Yo, 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 what's going on, good people? In the words of my boy, my guy, my right-hand man, Rich, what's going on, good people? Yo, welcome back to another episode of School's Guilty Pleasures. Man, I'm super excited for this episode. I'm kind of salty, but I'm, I'm super <laughs> excited about the episode. I got my guy, Rio, aka Mario. Listen, from eighth grade to 11th grade, me and this guy were inseparable. You didn't see one without the other. So I want to I wanna thank you for showing up for me today, my brother. What's man, going on with you? I, I appreciate you for having me on, man. It's a pleasure to be on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, I had to have you on for this episode because the, you are part of my first experience with this movie. And 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 getting into getting into the details, my guy said he don't even remember watching the movie with me. <laughs> but I got I have little to zero remembrance of, of watching this movie with me. But after rewatching this movie several times now, yeah, yeah, I understand why. But <laughs> but but I will tell you this: when we start talking about it, I, I'll tell you what it like my my actual thought on it okay so before we get started i want to uh you know do my normal shout outs to the culture garden to good earners pie maurice and spike uh what's up ray p what's up rich what's up with uh i can't why why is it going it ain't it ain't clicking right now but you know what up to my peoples um let's let's just say this is an is an exciting time. It is it's the holidays, and I, I definitely was thinking about doing another Christmas movie, but I said, nah, man, I'm gonna reach out to my guy and get this one, get this one out the way. To me, this is a I know it's a cult classic, but to me, this is a classic. Um, we're talking about the fifth element, if you can't tell. So before I get started, I want to get into a little bit of the stats. Um, the stats for this movie, it costs 93 million to make this movie at the end of uh 99. This movie was the highest, was the most expensive movie ever made. That's, that shit's insane, by the way. Um, it didn't make much money in the box office at first. I think it, it brought in about 16 million, um, but it did wind up making about 200 altogether, 200 million, 253 million. So it made its money and then some. Uh, uh, it was directed by Luke Benson, who is a, a legend, man. He, He's, he wrote this movie at 16. He started writing this movie at 16 years old. He wanted to be he wanted this movie to be a trilogy, but it didn't work out that way. So he kind of combined those three scripts. And this is the movie he came up with. So anything you want to say before I get into it? Um, uh, Just about the movie in general. I think that it's a, a, a great cast. Yes, it's, it's a great cast. Yes. Like the star-studded cast, actually. Yes, I think this, and and especially for the moment, when you think about it, the biggest star on the cast uh, at this at, in '97 was Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis was that guy in '97, but I think everyone else was coming up. You know, Mila Yankovic. Uh, who else is in here? Gary Oldman, um, Luke Perry. Luke Perry, R.I.P. to Luke Perry. Luke Perry yeah. was a '90s legend. Man, yeah. 90s legend. Shout out to uh Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a that was a, a high school soap opera from when he was young. And the, I mean that thing that that show was huge. Think of like if you younger high school musical, um it's along that lines, like people went crazy over this show. Um so, like I said, I'm going to get it into the cast. Um, Bruce Willis plays Corbin Dallas. You have Chris Tucker. He plays Ruby Rod. Uh, you have Mila Yankovic, who plays Lilu, which is ultimately she's playing the fifth element. Luke Perry plays a character named Billy. Uh, and then we have another guy named Ian. I believe his name is Ian, Ian Grosham. He, he plays Constantine. He's the priest. He plays Constantine. But that's pretty much the whole cast. Gary Oldman, he plays Zorg. He's like the main bad guy. But that's about it. There's no 
like you said, it's a star-studded cast, but it's very it's five or six people in it. Um, so like I said, the origin of the movie, um, like I said, Luke Benson wrote it when he was 16, uh, wrote three scripts. He didn't get this film. It didn't even get start developing until he was about 35. So think about having something in your head for almost 18 years, 19 years, and you can't get it off. Um, and then you finally do. And it, man, to me, this movie still holds up. That's one of my favorite things about it. Like this movie was released May 9th, 1997, and it still looks good. Specifically for 2023, I don't know if you have anything to say about that. What did you think about the the graphics and stuff? It was it, it was because uh, you know we I, I was talking about awards. It was nominated for an Oscar for best uh, visual and sound editing. So the Oscars yeah. even thought so. Yeah, no, nah, like I'd agree. I think that it, it definitely holds like it definitely holds up with the like the through the test of time. Like so, if we're looking at looking at it from that angle, like it does, it holds great value like it's a, yeah. a very rewatchable movie yeah. even today yes but i will say <laughs> i will say this though this was definitely the the type of movie in 97 i could see them there's only two people that could have played in this movie okay. as corbin dallas okay in 97 that's bruce willis and then nicholas cage that's the only other person i could have seen playing in that in that role okay i can i can see that uh Luke Benson, he went for Bruce Willis and Mel Gibson. Oh, which shout out to Rich. He he loves Mel Gibson. <laughs> I could I could see this. This is around he the really same. Don't. I mean, I, I don't I think Nicolas Cage would have been the other person I saw playing that, but it's definitely a Bruce Willis, it's definitely a Bruce Willis film. Yeah, it's something about Bruce Willis playing that that asshole good guy. Yeah. Like he's, you know, he's a good guy, but he's just an asshole. Like it's just, he's just, he's just really good at that character, and and I believe he started that with Die Hard, um, but I, I believe that started in in this, you know, the sixties and seventies with Clint Eastwood and John Wayne and those type of characters, even Shaft. Like you know, yeah. you're, you're an asshole, but at the end of the day, you're a good guy. You know, you're you're not you're not looking for trouble, but somehow trouble always <laughs> and, and their luck is always bad always having that bad luck yeah so yeah. um let's talk about our first experiences i'm i'm gonna obviously you don't remember your first experience but my first experience was with you uh on 2911 oh <laughs> oh yeah 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 2911 we was watching it bruh you you got me thinking like damn did we watch this motherfucker like i know we did bro i'm sure and i'm sure we did but it's like i said it probably just didn't stick with me like that like and I, it, it surprises me because of chris tucker in this movie like yeah i love chris tucker in this movie uh chris tucker plays uh rudy rudy rod who is a, a dj vj and I remember being younger and was like, "Ugh, he weird. That's weird." But doing my research, Luke, and and I'm not trying to step on trivia, but I'm just gonna give a little trivia as we, you know, go through this. Uh, Luke Benson originally he said he was inspired by Michael Jackson and Prince, so that that character Ruby Rod was written specifically for Prince or Michael Jackson. He even tried to get Prince and R. Michael Jackson to be in the movie. And Prince decided, no thanks. He said the when he saw the costumes, they were a little too, little too much for him. Too much for Prince? Yeah, that's what he said, man. The nigga that was wearing the, the cutout asshole cheek joints. But hey, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so yeah, he said it was a little too, too much for him. And even uh doing the behind the scenes chris tucker said the same like it was some it was some costumes he said that were ridiculous like he just wasn't he wasn't going for it so much that the scene on the air on the uh on the air uh excuse me the space shuttle or whatever where he you know gets intimate with the young lady he yeah. had that he had them write that in because he wanted people to know like my this character 
likes women. Okay. Yeah, okay. that was that was specifically written so he could let people know like this character likes women because he didn't want he didn't want them to think you know that he didn't like women. Hey, well, man. I'm glad they wrote that in because I, I mean <laughs> I would I was only on assume without. <laughs> but I will say this though: do, do you find it interesting that they like now that you say that that they got Chris Tucker to for the role and it's just kind of ironic that him and Michael Jackson were best friends, man. That's crazy, right? Crazy how that turned out. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a fact, man. I that's one of the reasons why I still to this day fuck with Chris Tucker. Cause he don't he always speaking highly of Mike, man. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And I'm gonna ride with him for that for life too. You know what I mean? Just based off of that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh it seems like a lot of people are, are not to get off topic, but a lot of people stepping back on their Michael Jackson opinions. But we don't want you. <laughs> I, I don't want you on my we good stay yeah. stay where you was at nigga yeah. team mj this way um but yeah do you have a do you remember your first experience seems like you don't but <laughs> ask anyway well, well i mean my first experience i mean i just i recently i remember recently watching a movie just like a few weeks ago so <laughs> but but i mean like i said man this it, i mean it, it could have been one of just one of them movies that just didn't stick with me because there's plenty of movies that I, I've seen, but I couldn't yeah. even I couldn't tell you the main character, but I know I saw the movie. You right, know what I mean? right, and, right. And vice versa. So other movies I have to like actually watch it and be like, oh yeah, I saw this, you know, years ago. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean, but I I will say this though. It's the craziest thing with Chris Tucker being in the movie and Debo is the president. Yeah, tiny little Zeus. Yes, yes, I love it. I love any. I love these movies that do that because uh, the year is twenty two thirty five. So the synopsis yeah. for this film is um, basically uh, there's an evil presence, and uh, this the priest Constantine. He is in a long line of priests to protect the world. They know that this evil demon spirit is coming. They just don't know when. So it is his duty to protect the world when it comes. And, and you know, his, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I can't think of the word right now. His apprentice, you know, that you, you, when you're a priest, you have an apprentice and he teaches his apprentice all this. And he was taught that one day that this evil villain or evil spirit was going to come and it, it finally happened in his era, but um, they had been fighting this for almost 300 years. Um, and when it, when it finally came, they, they was ready. Uh, and man, that's when, that's when you get a uh, Corbin Dallas, <laughs> who was a, who was a former uh, military dude, a former, a former military, and that—that's the thing that's in those movies that always work out too. Like he just retired six months ago, then all of a sudden the world needs to be saved. <laughs> Man, and it's, it's only fitting that he was a cab driver. Yes, after his retirement. I'm glad you said that. Uh, that's a—that's another little tidbit of trivia. Luke Benson's father uh, was a taxi driver, and to help Luke get through. Uh, art school, his dad part time drove taxis. So, in all of his movies, he always has a taxi driver in it. Whether it, whether it, you see the taxi driver or they speak of it, you know, he always has some homage to his father for that. So, shout out to Luke Benson for that. Yeah, hey, I, I won't lie though. I, I like it's kind of like the, the average guy is getting getting credit, you know what I mean? For, and, and for rising above and and that's honestly bruce willis that, that was his bread and butter like he gonna play this average mm -hmm. guy but yeah. he gonna somehow do something uh tremendous to to save either the world or save you know what i mean a group of people yeah so. absolutely because it's funny like you said he's an average dude and he thinks that he's he's here to save uh he really thinks he's going to save the world, not realizing, and the government doesn't know it either. Like they, they have a fifth element, like Lulu, Lilu, uh, Mila Yankovic's character, or she is the fifth element. You know, she is uh, 
and 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 all being. She is she's two thousand years old when you yeah. think about it. Like she's she's two thousand years old, bro. But she doesn't look it. You know, she has that youth. Uh, so, like I said, uh, another category that I always have is. Uh, what would you do? So first off, before I get into that, do you do you think this is a good movie, a bad movie? How do you how do you feel about this movie? Be honest, man. Yeah, it ain't yeah. gonna hurt my feelings. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that it's a. I won't rate it as a bad movie. Um, I, I think that it's a good movie, but it, it reminds me a lot of like it reminds me a lot of Die Hard, but in the future. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, when I like literally watching this movie, I think a lot of, of Die Hard. It's like Die Hard meets Star Wars. Okay. I can yeah. go. Like, so I mean? the, the question that I'll have for you, the next question is, what would you do, if anything, to make this movie better? Uh, man. I don't know. If if I can to make the movie better. And, and it could be nothing. Like, you might not be anything. Yeah, I, I think adding anything to this movie just puts it over the top. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's already just like just one of those sci-fi movies that's it's it's one of those action sci-fi movies that's like all right if you do anything else now it's just bizarre yeah like, yeah doing yeah doing what they did was was enough but i mean what i i would probably honestly i would i would make it more realistic from a certain standpoint you know what i mean right uh if i was if i was gonna do anything to it like you know it was one point uh the fifth you know what i mean when the fifth element uh, Lila was fighting like ten of those Manglords. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and they just sitting there watching her fight them one by one. Like, if you're going to jump somebody, you're not just going to watch nobody. Right. You know, they can watch one person at a time go down. Nah, like I'm going to jump her. Like, yeah, I, I, that's that's one of the things that I do that I have is more like a thing that kind of fucks with me is like it's a lot of. It's a lot of bad guys in this movie. You know what I mean? Like they got the Mangalores, they got Zorg, they got that evil spirit. Like yeah. it's a lot of lot of bad guys in this movie. And like you said, the Mangalords, they ain't even really they ain't even really into this shit. They just trying to get back at Zorg because yeah. Zorg played them, you know, after after they he sent them and told them that these stones were on this ship. And yeah. they did all this shit to get them, and they they just got the the crate. They didn't know what was in it. He told them not to open it, so they bring them the crate. And ain't <laughs> shit in it. He mad at them, like, yeah, that's fucked up. So, my answer to what would I do to make this movie better, man? I don't. I wouldn't let Zorg, aka Gary Oldman's character. I would have leaned on him a little bit more. I wouldn't have let him die so soon. I think he's, I think he's a great character in this movie, uh, and I think he died too soon. I think they, that you could have used him. It would have been good to see him in that very last scene uh, where they're where they're putting the stones on there and trying to you know the earth the countdown and all yeah. that. If he somehow would have been involved in that, some type of tussle. I just think that. He's a good he's a good character and you just you just don't let him die like that, you know. Yeah, and, and, but I will say though, to to the credit though, I, I will say that if he like he dies at the proper time, because then because if he doesn't die at the like if he dies at the very end, then I think that point pinpoints him as the the main bad guy when yeah. the main bad guy was, you know, what I mean the uh, the evil spirit. You yeah. So yeah, I think that's kind of why they were like, okay, they had to get rid of him because that leads you to the ultimate bad guy. Right. And I think and I think too the reason they killed him the way they did was because it was only right that the Mangalords got him. Yeah. You know, it was that that was that that's that was all they really wanted was to get back at him. Um so do you have any scenes you want to get into? Any scenes or quotes? Oh yeah, I got some. <laughs> I got. I got some quotes. I, I, I'm a, uh, Can I go? I go first. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Oh, all right. So I don't got. I don't got many quotes, but but the quotes I got, like I, I think the the one is they say it throughout the movie the whole time. But it's a uh, time is not important. Life is. Imp you know what I mean? Life is only important. Yes. 
like they said at the beginning, but they also said a couple other times, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the movie. And I think that's just kind of like the whole premise of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that like that's that's actually kind of live. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and especially like living through life, like you know what I mean, you that's something that you kind of understand as an adult. Like, oh like, yeah, that's that's true. Um, but Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker. Look, he, he killed this movie for me. Killed it, yeah. Like, and I thought just, I mean, first time I re- I watched it, I'm like, okay, like, you know, it's cool. Like, you know, ain't a, I, Bruce Willis for me was the initial, like, draw because I'm, yes. I'm a big Bruce Willis fan. Absolutely. But, man, Chris Tucker, man, just, I don't know, man. He, he, he did his thing in this movie. Like, even though his character was kind of like, you know what I mean? You kind of on the fence of like, do I mess with him or not? Like, <laughs> but like, I think that he he played it well enough that where it's like, man, I, I rock with him for real. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? but, man, when he but when he was on the ship, when they you remember when they first got on the ship and yeah. uh, he said, uh, she said she was like, uh, Mister Road, uh, please uh, assume your proper position. He said, I don't just want one position. I want all the positions. I want all the positions. Yeah. Hey, hey, that's hey. Yeah, I like too. She said, uh, yeah, wild said, boy, Mr. Mr. Rod. That nigga came <laughs> up out the air and said, You can call me Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so for me, like, those those are the two quotes that, like, those those stuck with me, like, throughout. I, I'm with you on those quotes. I also like the quote that Lilu had of, uh, why, why save the world? Why save life? when I see what you do with it. You know, one of one of my favorite scenes is her, um, you know, obviously she's she hasn't seen or she's been, you know, gone for 2000 years and they have to catch her up on what's going on. So the year is 2235. So yeah. she's she's seeing all types of war and the World War One, World War Two, and just how how little we as people value life um and 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 that's one of her quotes is like why why risk my life to save you guys when you guys don't value life you guys kill each other for for nothing you know for shit for shits and giggles people kill each other so i definitely uh i stand on that um i definitely like i like the scene of her of them discovering her, you know, she was, you know, she's just a hand and yeah. they bring in that machine and, and it scans her. And, and the uh, Colonel is like, Oh, it's a girl. And, <laughs> and then he's trying to take pictures and like, these niggas just creeps, man. <laughs> Some wild boys. Some wild boys. That's a fact, man. The nineties was different, man. Especially you you remember the scene where she was like changing and yes, it was uh the priest and Billy. Yeah, and then, like hey, it's probably it sounded like it was the first time they ever seen a woman naked. Like it was like well, if you think about it, he's a priest, so it probably was oh you know, yeah, priest and nuns, they don't they don't partake. <laughs> yeah, but, but from the way it was sounding though, it sounded like he wanted to. That's all. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not blaming him, but I'm just saying. Like, yeah. I was just like, yo, that's just that's kind of wild. Like he was like, hey, did you see her? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I was like, hey. Yeah. Said it's but, looking good, looking real good. <laughs> <laughs> About yeah. to risk it all, huh? Oh, oh man, this movie was the like Bruce Willis, like when when she le- landed in his in his taxi. Yeah. And. You know, he was about to hand her over. And then he was just like, at the last minute, he was like, nah. And my man only had one point on his license. Point left. This movie was just like you hey, this movie was the if if risking it all was a hey, this is it. This is it. Now that's another thing too that I I agree uh that I think they could have leaned on to a little bit more is just that the that futuristic that futuristic feel of New York city and the, that like that whole scene when she's running away from the military and jumps into and lands in that cab. Like that's, that image is super dope. Yeah. And it would have been, it, it would have been dope to see uh, Corbin Dallas, AKA 
Bruce Willis, aka Corbin Dallas, go on a, a a cab fare. You know, take a couple people around the city just to see what New York in twenty twenty two sixty five look like. You know yeah. what I mean? And like we, we was discussing earlier, it's funny that Chris Tucker and Tiny Lister are in this movie. People were so far off from from thinking that we would have a black president that that's what they thought. It'd be 2285 before we get <laughs> Like that's how crazy that thought was. You know what I mean? Like and it, and it be okay because if you're watching this movie, you're like, oh shit, it's 2235. Yeah, that's, uh, it ain't gonna be in my lifetime. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, but hey, but no, that's that's real though. Like, yeah, shout out to Barack, shout out to uh, Michelle, man, shit, man. But I mean, I ain't gonna lie though. Like, they, I was like, man, they got, I was like, tiny listeners, the president, yeah, like, yeah, showing his acting skills, honestly, oh, yeah. because. Oh, yeah. If you think about it, think about how in '97 how uh, he's he's tight casted like oh yeah for sure like every character up into this point he's pretty much playing a Debo character or a motherfucker you just don't want fuck with like he gonna whoop your ass like and he he leans into that again after this movie as well but I think this is the first time you see him you know kind of spread his acting chops you know yeah. show that he can act. Because he did a damn good job. Yeah, yeah, and this because uh, this was right after Friday too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This, but I, I, this is the movie that got Chris Tucker rush hour. This movie is what propelled Chris Tucker's career. Like you can say Friday did that, but Friday put him on the radar. But this one, this is the movie that took him to view. I agree. I think I definitely think this is one of those movies that showed that he's he's well diverse and he doesn't have to just act in those, you know what I mean, standard black movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he can do other things too. Yeah, a lot of his uh a lot of his scenes and and things like that were ad-libbed. So when you see him in certain scenes, uh specifically that whole uh the whole scene with Corbin Dallas and 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 <laughs> when he first oh when he first got announced as the winner, no no nah, when they're when they're on the ship and oh okay uh, and everything's going down and he's on the radio and he's describing everything which is when you think about it, it's twenty two thirty five like you would think that radio would be much different you know what I mean like think about how radio is different right now. Like radio would be, I feel like there would be cameras. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm but, like but, thinking, but, it, but most of the credit though, in 97, you got to think like technology, we didn't know where it was going. Mm -mm. So, right. Yeah. So they probably thought radio was just going to be like the biggest media mm -hmm. thing. In a, you know what I mean? Like it was only going to expand and get bigger, which, you know, now we know, <laughs> we yeah. know, we know in 2023, that you know, well, radio is still one of those things that's you know a, a leading media you know thing. It's not the leading media thing. Nah, because I can't I can't tell you a radio hit right now. Like I can't I can't name five songs that's being played on the radio right now. I could probably I could probably tell you two or three. I don't I ain't listened to the radio in so long, bro. As soon as I get in the whip, I hook up the ox cord to my <laughs> straight up. It's keeping it real. So yeah. did you find it ironic that the, the ship was basically just Hawaii? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was dope. I thought that like just the for it to be 97 and Luke Benson's mind to work like that. But then think about this. Like I said, he wrote this script when he was 16. Yeah. So that means he wrote this script in so 18 years prior. So he wrote this in the 80s. Yeah. The That's late crazy. 70s, early 80s. Like he wrote this movie. Uh and his mind was working like that. You know, everyone thought that we would have flying cars by, you know, the Jetsons was set in 2000 and like one or 2002, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. So man, you know, yeah. they thought they thought we would be doing all types of crazy shit by 2023 and we ain't nowhere near that <laughs> but yeah you, know, you know what's crazy like even if, if you think about most things in the 90s when they talked about the future they always assumed it was going to be some type of flying cars and yeah 
But but I will say this though, I think they were kind of spot on with like these robots and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They th- listen, they were spot on with a lot of things. And I and I, I even like how they did uh small things but changed them, like cigarettes. UPP was smoking a cigarette and yeah. it was opposite. Yeah, like, filter. The whole thing was brown, and then the yeah. other part was white. Yeah. Like yeah. even just little changes like that is like that's brilliant thinking. So, man, shout out to Luke Benson for that uh, yeah. because because that's what it's all about. You know, no one knows what the future looks like, so you you you're going out on a limb and changing up things as best as you can. And I like I said, this movie holds up to me. It is a couple things that's flunky that you're like, yeah, yeah. like I I think it's. But I don't even when you think about it, like the, the very beginning of the movie is like 1914 and those yeah. aliens that were like real big and clunky. Yeah. I'm like, damn, what is what is this shit? You know? So yeah. but I will say this though. This whole movie, a lot of things could have been avoided if, if my if my man's one uh acting scary. Who? You remember the uh, the priest was trying to tell his son, oh, yeah. like, yeah, like those are our friends, like, mm-hmm. and he was like, no, he killed the professor. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, the professor got himself killed. Yeah, professor was professor was zoned. You hear me? Yeah. And your boy was trying to kill him with the drink. Remember the the yeah. opening scene? He tried to give him the drink and talking about let's celebrate. Yeah. Like, it, it, side note, if anyone hands you a cup and watches you drink it. <laughs> Run, nigga. Dump that shit out. <laughs> that nigga was like, yeah, he was watching them. <laughs> then that nigga said, we we can't celebrate with water. Dump that shit. Like, yeah, you know, and that's even weird. Like, let's celebrate and you give me some water. Yeah, like, yeah. nigga, what a drink at. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. So, um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else? Yeah, I did want to point out, like, just like a, another scene, though. That yeah, I, absolutely. Go for I, it. I mess with uh, Corbin Dallas. This is how I knew Corbin was real. Yeah. Like when he was when he uh, was about to go out, and go to work, and he opened up his thing, and the dude tried to rob uh, him. That's hey. one of my favorite. I'm glad that's <laughs> one of my favorites. Because think about how smart that is for real. Like to to take a picture of someone's hallway and put it on your head. And put it in a peephole. Yeah. And as soon as he opened the door, it looks like he's walking into his hallway. Like that shit's shit's brilliant. Just dude, just was a he didn't know who he was fucking with. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like if he if he if he if he would have opened the door and been a simp, ah, oh, he'd have he'd have been good. <laughs> hey. hey, but dude, hey, dude, hey, I, he was zoning one. He. <laughs> Hey, I, I won't lie to you though. I I I can't even the dude, but Corbin played it so smooth, bro. Like, he dude ain't even loaded. But dude couldn't even be mad that it, you know what I mean that that he took his gun. Like, you, know, hey, like, you you mind if I take this, man? You sure? <laughs> <laughs> he said he said, man, I don't, I don't want you to hurt yourself, man. Like, hey, you know what that you know he who he remind me of one of your one of your impressions. One of your impressions you used to do all the time. Uh, you Zoe, know what I'm about to say. Zoyberg. Zoyberg. Ah, <laughs> I got even. <laughs> hey, shout out to the Simpsons, man. Shout out to the Simpsons. Shout out to you for remembering and knowing what I was talking about. Man. Oh, yeah. Hey. hey you, you used to do that shit all the time. I got even. Hey, man. Um, another, another one of my favorite scenes also shout out to uh mcdonald's because mcdonald's bruh they knew they it's 2020 35 22 35 they know they gonna be around mcdonald's <laughs> was just like we're a power fucking house we don't give a fuck what year it is or what the fuck is going on you will be ordering a big mac <laughs> <laughs> straight up but uh one of my other favorite scenes is the opera scene oh you know oh girl Oh, girl was she was killing it, bro. That's a that's a banger. Side note, another little piece of trivia: uh, when they gave her that piece of music, she's a real opera singer. Oh, uh, she knew that the the music was too fast. 
the way the music was written, it's it was it's not possible for it to for it to be played the way it was. So it had to be synced on top of each other. But you mm-hmm. can't tell. So shout out to you know, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why they was nominated for an Oscar because of the editing and the sound and but physically it's impossible to create that music or play it straight up. Um, so that's one of the reasons why she didn't even want to do do the scene, but they figured out how to do it and got it together. And like I said, that's I love that scene. I love she get to dancing and <laughs> that shit just, that shit dope. Like if opera was like that, bro, I would go see opera. Hey, I, I will say this though. I, to to that point though. I, I think I think you you spot on with that though. Like the music, the the music definitely like music in any movie is gone. Can can make or break it. Yes, and especially when you're talking about the future, because we don't know what sound what sounds going to be. Yeah, that's true. You know, we don't know we don't know what it's going to be. Uh, let me see any any other good scenes. Another another good scene on my end that I really love is any scene with Zorg. Oh yeah, I have two specifically. Uh, the first time when he he calls in Cornelius, aka the priest, yeah, and uh, he's pretty much telling him like, "Tell me, tell me where the 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 uh, the uh, stones are," and he's he's pretty much on his ass about those stones, <laughs> and and he's like, "I'll even if I knew where they were, I wouldn't tell you. Like you're an evil person," <laughs> and uh, he tells him he kind of gives them that Thanos talk. Like, you know, you need people like me. Like we need balance in this world. Like, look at this, like, this is just a regular glass. But when I knock it over, I give people jobs and all these robots and, you know, I put them to work and, and eventually he chokes on that cherry and he's like, Cornelius is like, look at you. Oh, where's your, where's your robot to pat you on the back? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and shout out to shout out to Zorg again because you know what type of um bad guy he is. You know, he's 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 a he's an evil dude, but at the same time he respects shit because Cornelius saved his life. Yeah. And and ultimately, if he didn't, if that scene wouldn't have happened or he wouldn't have done that, he would have killed Cornelius. But being a real nigga. He like, yo, I'm a sp- you save my life, I'll spare yours. Now get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I love that scene. And then the other scene that I have is when he uh he sets the the what are they called? Mega Lord, Mega Maglords. Maglords, when he fucks them up. Like he knew he knew how dumb they were. You know, they warriors, they're they're smart in the sense of war and shit like that. Yeah. But he knew I didn't tell them about this red button. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, because yeah. anybody, any a human would have automatically been like, yo, what's this red button? You know, I'm examining yeah. everything. But he knew that they would just be so excited about all these, this gun and all these. Uh, and just the wars and. Yeah. And, and yeah. all this shit that this gun does that they forgot to even ask about it. So he he, he gave him a yeah, go ahead, keep that case. Keep that, <laughs> keep a whole thing in them joints. Like, cause I know you niggas gonna kill yourselves. <laughs> and ultimately they did. And like I said, that's what led to his demise. Like they wanted get back on him. Yeah. They wanted get back. So you were right about that. Like they had to, they had to be the ones that killed him, man. They did. Yeah, it was, you know, it it was one of them bittersweet things where it was like you knew it was gonna happen, you just didn't know how it was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. And and uh a little tidbit of trivia, shout out to uh Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, side note, is one of my favorite actors. Um, oh yeah, I fucks with Gary Oldman. Uh he said that so he he has a movie that came out a year prior to this. Uh I wrote it down but I can't find it right now. Um, but he he made his own movie. And in the middle of doing the movie, he lost money and he couldn't finance it. And Luke Benson, who is the director of this movie, is uh, him and Luke are very good friends. And Luke Benson came and f- wind up finishing the finances for his movie, for Gary Oldman's movie. So when Luke uh, approached him to be in this movie, 
Gary Oldman said he didn't even read the script. Like he immediately was like, yeah, it's like if I came to you, like I came to you and was like, bro, you want to jump on the pod? He was like, hell yeah, bro. Like it was one of them yeah. moments. Like he said he didn't even read the script. And in an interview in 2011, he says he doesn't like this movie like at all. <laughs> and and they asked him about the cult status because this is a cult classic. And they were yeah. like, what about, you know, it's a cult classic. And he, and he looked in the camera and said, it's a wacky world that we live in. <laughs> so shout out to Gary Oldman, man. Steady ain't fucking with it, but that's still his homie, man. I don't, I don't, I, I, like I said, man, I, I don't think it's one of those movies. I don't think it's a bad movie at all, but I won't put it like, you know what I mean? Like my top 10, but I, I think that for the type of movie it is that it's a, it's a really good movie. It holds like, like in the, to me, like the, what makes or breaks movies for me, and this is just like my personal opinion, but it's like, can like is it rewatchable? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And is it like the ending? The ending for me is everything for a movie. Like, oh yeah, it, you it could be a great movie if the end is terrible. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm out. But, I'm out. Yeah, it, it was no point even having like the movie be this good just for the ending to be terrible. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's, def, it's definitely a good movie, man. But I, I got it, man. Chris Tucker held it down in this movie, man. Yeah, the only thing, one of the things that didn't age well in this movie, the hair is is Corbin Dallas, man. Why you? Why he was trying to force himself on Lilo, man? Oh yeah, bro, kissing it, bro, kissing her on the couch. <laughs> yeah, hey, and I'm glad she pulled the strap on that nigga. Shout yeah. out to shout out to the women. <laughs> They had to pull a strap on the nigga because he ain't know his place, man. Hey, niggas niggas got to know boundaries because that was real rapey. That was, was what? Like, come on, man. You don't even know this lady. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, she's but, crazy. But she, he, but he, he was, he was, he was on her since she landed in in the uh, back of the cab, in the back of the taxi, cab, man. Yeah, yeah. Even man. even that. Um. So another tidbit of trivia that scene. The first time they meet, so Luke Luke Benson and Mila Yankovic. I, I'm probably fucking her name up. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that's how you, I think that's how you say it. Yeah, uh, she was. I mean, a lot of people know her from Resident Evil too. All the Resident Evils. I think it's like six of them bitches. <laughs> um, but so Mila Yankovic speaks like six different languages. So like I said, Luke Benson wrote this movie when he was 16. He was so obsessed with this movie that he wrote a, a, a language for this. Remember at the beginning our, uh, yeah, when yeah. she first comes in yeah. that tube and she's talking and he's like, that's the original language. And that's a language that Luke Benson made, wrote himself and he taught it to Miller. And throughout the movie, when they were uh, filming the movie, they, you know, like I said, he taught her and they would speak to each other in this language that he made up. Like, so it whole time I thought she was speaking. I thought she was what she was speaking was like some form of Latin. Because when nah, you thought, like, that's some language. shit that that's some shit that Luke Benson made up. Yeah. So oh, yeah. he was and, definitely on he was definitely on a different type of time when he when he wrote this movie. Yeah. And and like I said, they made he made that shit up and taught her it. And they were speaking to each other in between takes and shit on the set in this language to the point where only they knew what they were talking about. So in that scene where she um, she drops in the cab and she's and, you know, uh, Corbin Dallas says, hey, lady, I only know two two languages, English and bad English. Like, that was ad libbed. Because she was, she, you know, she was speaking that shit, and 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 he he it threw him off. So that's all he could come up with. Like, yo, I only speak two 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 languages, English and bad English, you know. And that's a lot of Americans on that right now. Yeah, yeah. I felt. Hey, when Bruce Willis said it, I felt that. I said, oh, okay. straight up. Hey, like I don't know what you're trying to say, baby, but I don't speak that. And, and then she got the please. Help! <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. but that's crazy, but it, but it, it also show you, man, dudes willing to risk a lot for for you know what I mean. Especially if they find, see something attractive, you don't even know a language she speaks, so it's already a language barrier. You ain't never met this lady before in your life, but you just yep. know you you think she fine. That's it. That's all it takes. 
hey, all it takes, man. And he was just like, hey, I don't know where, this, where I'm going to get with this, but I'm going to rock with it. But hey. he, he, he just seemed to be like, I guess he was, you know what I mean, like, heard a conversation, you know what I mean, that he was having on the phone with his, uh, with his, with his buddy right before he left the crib. Yeah. He was talking about his ex-girl leaving him. Yep. You know what I mean? And talking was, about she left him for the lawyer. He yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, man, like, boy, he he went outside with, with, with his ex, but you know, now he just like, is he is he desperate? Is that why he did it? Or was he just <laughs> right? And that and that's the thing too about those those uh protagonists. Uh, is most of them like they always gotta have that bad luck. Yeah. Like, remember he was a, uh, and I thought that was super cool too. How the the Chinese restaurant came to his window sill and yeah. you know he bet he bet him his lunch. Like you got a you got a letter, and and it was it was of course it was bad news. Mm-hmm. He was fired, and uh, yeah, man, that's 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 just. Like hey, I, do. I, got, I, I I take that back. I got one more. I got one more quote from the movie that I, okay. I, that stood out. Remember when uh, they approached him about going on the mission, like the government yeah. did, yeah, originally, and they were like, "Yeah, you um, you won that uh, you won the the, the contest, like you, you know what I mean?" And he awesome. was, like, and they're like, "Don't you uh, don't you listen to your answer machine?" We left you a message. He said, "Nah, I got enough good news for the for the day. <laughs> enough good news for the day. Got enough good news for the day. That's a fact. Yeah, hey, yeah. that's a fact. And 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 like you said, he got all that. He said last time I, what he say last time I checked my voicemail, it was my wife telling me she was leaving me, and my lawyer <laughs> telling me he was he was firing me or leaving for my wife or some shit. Like, yeah, that's fucked up, man. Hey, the crazy <laughs> thing is, that shit happened every day." Yeah, yeah. Hey, but nah, man. It's it, it. It was definitely. It was definitely really. It was refreshing rewatching the movie versus what like watching it on impact for the first time. Right. Like for me, but um, man, I got a question up for you because yeah, I, every time, like, I every time I was watching it, I had to keep going back. So you remember when Chris Tucker when they first got on the on the ship right to go to Paradise, mm-hmm. and Chris Tucker obviously like he was you know uh, he that's when he introduced Ruby Rose like you know what I mean who he was man what's that so you remember the the lady he was talking to the stewardess yes like, he got up on her like and he like licked his lips and yeah yeah, yeah. is that Lisa Bonet no. That is not Lisa Bonet. I thought that was Lisa Bonet. Not Lisa Bonet. No, sir. I thought it was Lisa Bonet. Shit, 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 shit was looking good, but it ain't Lisa Bonet. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. You know what? It's funny you say that because I thought, I thought one of his, uh, one of the niggas in his crew looked like uh, Hakeem from Moesha, <laughs> the little bald head nigga. I was from like, is that, is that Hakeem? I had to look twice, man. <laughs> Yeah, but nah, that wasn't that was not Hakeem and that was not Lisa Bonet. <laughs> I thought I was tripping. I was like, man, that's not, I was like, man, is that Lisa Bonet or am I tripping? So I'm definitely tripping. Yeah. So before we get out of here, is there anything else you want to say? Anything else? Any other scenes? Any more quotes? Um, I think I gave a lot of the trivia. Um, the only other trivia that I really had is uh if you notice at the beginning of the movie, Miller hair is naturally red they they uh what am i looking for they dyed her hair red um and then because of shooting the extensive shooting and and they kept having to dye her hair her hair started to fall out so by the middle of the the middle of shooting the movie she had to wear um wear a wig so you can kind of tell the difference yeah by like the from the first hour to the second hour like it's really orange the second hour because yeah. she had to wear a wig because her hair was falling out. They kept dying her shit every two hours. Oh, um, so I think that's it on the trivia side. Um, I don't think I have anything else, any more scenes. Uh, listen, this movie is dope to me, man. I, I got something to say though, real quick. Absolutely. While, Absolutely. while, while we're still on it. 
Okay. All right. So you because you you brought up hair and that made me think of all right, we could have did without the Chris Chris Tucker hair, they could have did something different. Anything different. But I, I both, think both that, for the type of character. I think that's smart though. Chris Tucker ain't doing nothing but playing young thug. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my my biggest my I, really my only I ain't gonna say my only pet but my biggest pet peeve from the movie and it was hard for me to not hard for me to to watch the movie but to to go without this bothering me. Bruce Willis got blonde hair, like platinum blonde hair in this movie. Yeah, I didn't need to see Bruce Willis with platinum blonde hair. Hey man, listen, you ain't need to see Chris Tucker in a dress neither, but you did. <laughs> Shit. I, I and that, did, and, and that's crazy too. Like I said, when I was talking about the costumes, the costumes were so wild. If you notice, he only has he only has two different costumes this whole movie. Yeah, because he is some it's some costumes that he refused to wear, which lets me know. I I would like to see the costumes because, like I said, Prince turned it down simply because <laughs> of the costumes. Um, yeah, if Prince turning if Prince turning it down, it's probably real wild, some wild shit, man. So Prince, Prince and Michael Jackson, both both who uh, Ruby Rod was the inspiration for, uh, they uh, they both turned it down. So that's why uh, Chris Tucker he took the role and he just pretty much said he was trying to be um, Michael Jackson and Prince. Yeah, well, which I, I won't lie though. I, I, I personally don't know if they could have got anybody better for that role though, just because like he he gave it that comedic, you know, what I mean, aspect too. So yeah, he he's definitely the 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 uh, comedy relief in this movie. You you need him. I don't I don't man ninety seven. Who else could have played this? I don't I don't I can't even think of anyone. Yeah, nah, I don't think no. I don't think maybe anybody. you know what you know who comes to mind. 97? You know who comes to mind? Who? Marlon Wayans. Yeah, maybe. Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans. Because he has that feminine, he can be feminine, but still manly and funny. So that would would be my only other choice, maybe, would be Marlon Wayans. But other than that, I don't see nobody. And it was more physical comedy, so definitely Marlon Wayans. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So shout out to uh shout out to Chris Tucker, man. Shout out to Chris Tucker. <laughs> yeah, definitely big shout out to Chris Tucker, man. Like man, I, I won't lie. This this movie, like, I'm like, yo, he definitely is the scene stiller. Like okay, okay. Like, I was gonna ask you next, who is your scene stiller? I'm gonna I'm going to I'm with you on Chris Tucker. He's my he's oh man, I would say one A, but Mine is Zorg, man. Zorg B. I fucks with Zorg, man. I imagine that yeah. Zorg, Zorg, Gary Oldman, man. He did his thing. This is the movie that made me really fuck with Gary Oldman, honestly. Yeah, and, and it, honestly though, he really is one of those bad guys. It's where it's like you always think, like, man, what happened if 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 things go his way, man? Like, yes. Like, what really happened if things go his way? Like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad seeing it. And think about think about if Zorg helped the evil the evil spirit do the shadow. That's what they call him. Yeah. Sorry. Think about if he helped the shadow get what he wanted. They said it would be it it would be darkness. Like so, are you okay with that, Zorg? Like <laughs> I guess as long as your bank account full, you all right with that? Like that's why you know he was talking to the shadow. That that's another good scene or uh, another uh good quote when when his secretary calls him and she's like, uh, you got a phone call? He said, I told you I didn't want to be disturbed. Yeah. He said, unless you unless it's the shadow, and it's the shadow. He got shook, <laughs> like, oh shit. <laughs> I forgot I said that. Like every time, every time that nigga talk to somebody, man, they get the bleeding. Bleeding, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that man, that's that evil spirit, man. Man, that's that. Man, he rubbed it off his head too. He was he was shook. He was shook, man. Think about that. Like he ain't even. He just on. You just on the phone with this nigga. Like yeah. He and, and I. He's talking about my my price is tripled. He said money is no object. Yeah. 
Hey, Give them stones, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> hey, give a fuck about no money. Like I don't even money. I don't even money isn't a thing to me. Like, yeah, shit. It's twenty two thirty five. Like he probably the ultimate uh hacker. That motherfucker yeah. stealing money from all banks, nigga. What yeah. what you need? Yeah, and, and Zorg was, you know what I mean? Shit. Zorg was about that, hey. About that. We gonna, we, we, gonna, we, gonna, we gonna run this price up. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get you these stones though. Yeah, we're, he we're, tried, bro. He tried his get shout out to Zorg. He tried his hardest. But like, just to, to get the case. Bro, and how you working? I don't never want to work for somebody who has a plant in me where they can blow me up. Yeah, that's like, good. That was he crazy. blew up old boy like sheesh. He talking about you know I don't like to be disappointed. Oh. I know, sir, it won't happen again. I know it won't. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. So think about how evil Zorg is, and think about who he's working for. So sheesh. But cool. hey, but hey, I, I would say this though, dude was Saudi though when he was get, trying to get on the plane or on the ship, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm Corbin, Dallas. Corbin Dallas." She was like, "Sorry, the only Corbin Dallas we got actually already checked in." Because that's like, what was that like the fourth motherfucker to come and say they Corbin Dallas? Like, yeah, shit, multi multi pass, Mrs. Nah. Dallas. She knows <laughs> it's a multi pass. Like, she knows. So yeah, but uh, <laughs> so. I think that's pretty much all I have. Next is our my rating system. Okay. Um, the people rate this a 7.6 IMDb. According to IMDb, this is 7.6. Like I said, this is a cult classic. Every I feel like every year this movie earns a point. As far as like last time, probably about two years ago, this was probably like a 7.4. So every couple years, people come and fuck with this movie and it is it goes up. Um, but my rating system is hell yeah, shit yeah, fuck yeah. Um, far as would I watch this movie again? Hell yeah, shit yeah, fuck yeah. Um, I'm going with fuck yeah. This is my shit. I'm gonna watch this again. I'll probably be watching this in the next probably next couple months. I'll throw this back on. This is my shit. So uh I say I'll say shit yeah. Shit, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's it's not a movie like I could I could throw that movie on, like so I told you I'm I'm a big Die Hard fan. Like Die Hard is like yes, that's that's one of my favorite movies. Like yeah. so it's like I watch it just based on the fact that you know what I mean I could throw it on randomly on the Saturday mm -hmm. Sunday I'm cleaning and I'm like shit you know what I mean I can listen to it and know what's going on, but Bruce Willis man Bruce Willis. Yes, he he, he he gonna give me the pass on this movie every time with Chris Tucker. So I'm I'm going to, um, I'm glad you brought him up again before we get out of here. I definitely want to. Uh, I know this ain't the culture garden, but I definitely want to give Bruce Willis his flowers. Um, if you don't know, um, he was diagnosed with a form of dementia. Yeah. Um. So Bruce Willis has officially retired from acting. Um, which is unfortunate. Huh. So, which is unfortunate, man. Which is very unfortunate. He he's in a few of my specifically SGP classics, like uh, the Last Boy Scout. That's another one. Like I fucking love him in that movie. All those one liners, man. You know, Die Hard started all that. Die yeah. Hard, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Die Hard trilogy. Yeah, that trilogy. I'm not a big fan of the second one, but it is what it is. You got to watch it if you're gonna watch the trilogy. Yeah, uh, but Die Hard with a Vengeance, but The Last Boy Scout is my shit. I love every one-liner he has in that movie. Um, you know, he's he's just he's he's you know Pulp Fiction. Like Bruce Willis is a legend to me. Like, nah. and it and it's sad to it's sad to hear. Of of you know this this sad news. This is this is this is upsetting um to me because like I said, Bruce Willis is 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 a bad motherfucker and I would love to see him I would have loved to see him in a in a in a take in or you know one of those type of movies playing a little bit older but you know I'm I'm ex CIA and kind of like, like equalizer. equalizer type yeah. of 
either that would have been dope. That'd have been dope. So um just some one of those what ifs that we won't get, you know. But uh we do have a lot of, you know, look who's talking and look who's talking to. Like yeah. his voice, he's a great voice actor. Um he was in Beavis and Butthead and like he's just which which Bruce Willis don't get enough credit for like really being funny too. He he yeah. really is a funny cat. And he's a and he's a singer. Like I didn't um, I didn't know he was a singer. Yeah, one of one of his dreams was to uh record a song with the Temptations and they made that shit happen. Look it up. He got a he got I a gotta, couple I gotta, I gotta, Hey, I got to definitely got to look that up. Yeah, that's his favorite group. And you know that's our group, so Yeah. Yeah, so he got a couple tracks with the Temptations too. So shout out to uh shout out to Bruce Willis, man. Straight up, straight up. So he was on the track with Otis. Oh, Otis. Yes, sir. <laughs> he was on the track with Otis. The only the only surviving member. Shit. Man. And it's crazy. When nobody coming to see Otis. Hey, when nobody coming to see Otis. Hey, and they said, Why don't you just stay on the road? Hey, man. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> hey, hey, that was our movie. That was for sure our movie. Now that shit, we used to watch that shit so much, boy. Nah. And yo, what's your line? Why don't you just stay on the road? Why don't you just stay on the road? Hey, bro. When his son told him that, bro. He meant that shit, bro. Yeah. He did, but he meant nah, that man. shit. So um, I'm I'm man, I'm I'm so glad that you you came on here, you showed up and showed out for me, big dog. I yeah, appreciate yeah, it was, you. It was a pleasure with you inviting me on, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I won't go uh, turn you down at all. Yeah, hopefully we'll get to do another couple of these because I definitely have a couple more that I want to uh I want to have you on. Hopefully you remember watching the motherfuckers with me. <laughs> oh well if you ever if you do Larry Flint, the Larry Flint movie. Ah, <laughs> you get some bananas. Hey. <laughs> hey bro, you gotta chill, bro. Yes, I'll get you bananas. <laughs> hey, you used to be hey. fooling, bro. But hey, I ain't never seen nobody more excited to have the feds on them. Hey, nigga was fooling. You hear me? Hey, but I uh, was fooling. So yeah, I, like I said, I appreciate you for coming on here, taking time out your day. I know you're a busy nigga, man. The Eagles probably losing. I mean, playing. They play tomorrow. Uh, they play tomorrow. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, man. So you know, it is what it is. You you fucked me over last week because you thought the Eagles was about to win and they ain't do shit. Got popped. Yeah, yeah we yeah we we can't talk about it, man. It was. Yeah, they got that pussy popped. <laughs> Shout out to Ludacris, nigga. <laughs> it was ugly, man. But it's cool that hey, they back to the basics this week. They gonna win this week. Hey, this nigga act like he in the locker room and shit. Back to the basics, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. This is a producer checking in. Sorry, y'all, man. I, I ain't mean to interrupt. I'm gonna lead this in the episode. But since you just mentioned Ludacris school, yeah. you didn't mention the fact that the bottom boom skit. Mm. Boom was used. Ludacris used that as a Drake and Big Sean this in 2011. Had to just hop in and say that. So, damn, song Bada Boom for y'all for y'all to look it up. That he used the actual Bada Boom scene from Fifth Element as the intro to that diss in 2011 to Big Sean and Drake. So, oh. look up the song Ludacris Bada Boom. It was on Back to the Future, Back for the First Time mixtape. So, I just had to hop in and say that, especially since you mentioned Luda. I know that's yeah. your guy. I'm out. I'm doing a hell of a job. I'm gonna let y'all wrap it up. I appreciate you. That's nah, my first. Nah. That's my. If you don't know, that's my first favorite rapper, man. I remember boy Rich. Oh. Rich is playing that back for the first time. So if niggas, I, this ain't got shit to do with nothing. But if <laughs> niggas don't know, man. I'm a big. I'm big into like gospel, and I love gospel music, and I love the whinings, and nah. man, like so. I miss that prime era of hip hop, like from '97 to 2000 when like bad boy and jay and may and like them niggas was taking over the rap rap was taking over i was listening to the temptations jackson five michael jackson like i was on that shit but man when i first time i heard back for the first time by Ludacris, it was over bro like that was it i was like okay i'm done with that shit <laughs> yeah now yeah hey that was for sure hey you used to you used to love Ludacris even yeah. later. Like I remember, what was it that came out? Was it Chicken and Beer that came out? Chicken and Beer, even Release Therapy. I had to get on yeah. Rich not that long ago because he was like, he said, uh, I think it was Release Therapy or one of them albums went hot, and I was like, nigga, what? 
Check that I shit hope, out again. He hit I me back. It, was like, I yeah, hope it won red light district. Red light district. That shit was fire. Like Luda, bro. Luda, Luda don't really miss, man. Yeah, he don't. Luda don't really miss, man. So his acting. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, back to this. Let's wrap this up. I appreciate you for coming on the show, big dog. Like real shit. Like I said, for taking time out your busy schedule. Um, you know, it's all love on this end. Shout out to Ray P. Shout out to Rich. Shout out to Marie. Shout out to Spike. Um, shout out to We Got Y'all. Um, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, share this shit. Um, if you know somebody that love movies, crazy movies, ignorant movies, all that shit, I got you. Because I promise you, SGP gonna come with that heat. You feel me? So with that being said, peace. Yeah, can, I, can I say one thing, though, before you oh, go? go? Yeah, go ahead. I got to say this. So I wouldn't let this happen to me. And I got to put this in there. Okay, it's, a, it's, a, it's a moment in the movie I wouldn't let happen to me. When he when uh when the priest hit Corbin over the head with that award and then took his ticket and left, ain't no way when I meet up with you again, I'm not putting my hands on you. I don't care if you're the priest, but you ain't gonna you ain't gonna crack me in the back of the head. And then when I see you, we ain't gonna we ain't throwing hands or something. Listen, I I okay, so I have something to say about that. I get exactly what you're saying. But the mission was at hand. It was he didn't it wasn't enough time. Like he knew that they only had a limited amount of time and he had to handle his business. Plus, he didn't he remember he didn't run into the priest again until later in the later movie. On. Yeah. Yeah. Later on, like the first person he saw was David, which is the apprentice. He didn't see. Remember, he sent he the Cornelius sent his apprentice because he yeah. was younger to act like Lee Lu's husband. It wasn't him. Remember, he's at the bar talking to the computer. Robot. Yeah. To the robot. Yeah. He's talking about refill. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but I feel you though. I get what you're saying though. But yeah, man, it wasn't no time for that shit, man. I just had to get it off my chest. We gotta we gotta say the world, man. I just had to get that off my chest. My bad. I didn't mean to mess up the, the exit. Nah, nah, nah. You good. Um, anything else you want to say, man? I just, I, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate Rich, Ray P. You know what I mean? I love listening to, you know what I mean? Obviously, you know what I mean? School is guilty pleasures. Uh, but also, you know what I mean? It all started for me with, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. CG. The coach yeah, garden. Coach garden. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't have the, the infamous text where I got to text y'all and be like, hey, especially like if it's an episode that I like, I got some smoke about. I gotta let y'all know. Yeah. Well, come on, come on the show. Uh, come on episode Wednesday where we're gonna be uh doing the friends and family event, and and and, and let motherfuckers come on there and speak their mind. So. Oh, I'll be there because I got some. I still got some 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 smoke from uh the Will Smith episode. So. All right, bet. So I hope it ain't with it. me because I told you niggas he was gonna win that Oscar. Peace, <laughs> nigga.